This is a political and a legal thing. For the legal part of it, Judge Weinberg, welcome back. How are you, sir? Nice to be back, Rick. How are you? Judge, uh, what do you make of this? Well, you have three, uh, you have three counsel having to do with the false filing. And those are, uh, a good, good legal counts. They had probable cause to, uh, to indict for that. Are they misdemeanors or felonies? Felonies. And how much time can you go to jail for? Substantial. Could be depending on which, uh, statute they're looking at. Could be in, for a lengthy period of time, years and years. All right. But let's. But, but, but let me tell you my, my concerns. My concerns are they could have indicted this. As Andy McCarthy has pointed out and Jonathan Turley has pointed out and Alan Dershowitz has pointed out, they could have indicted this years ago right. within a week. So this is not a this is not a big deal to indict. You didn't have to have Weiss appointed a special counsel by, by Garland. You could have done it as the U.S. U.S. attorney. There's no reason. There's no reason that took all this time. Other so than, well, the first thing, maybe they didn't want to charge him at all. So yeah, well, what do you make, no, of, what do you make of the timing? What I make of the, the timing is they let the statute of limitations run on certain tax evasion and money laundering issues. That's clear because there was no execution of a waiver of the statute of limitations. And there was no indictment. So things that went way, way back, the time has lapsed already. They can't charge on that unless, of course, you come out with a theory called a continuing conspiracy. Well, is this this is not beyond is, the statute a, of limitations? No, no, these are good. These are good counts in the statute of limitations. So what are the counts that, if they were properly investigating and prosecuting, they could have done to FARA, which is a failure to file as a foreign agent, to income tax evasion, false filing on a uh, income tax form. They could have had uh, money laundering. No, all that stuff. So I don't know. Like, so why do they just have these three counts? Well, I mean, number one, I'm going to say what maybe you haven't heard me. Um Congressman Comer said that this is the least of what he has done, first of all, right? The least of his troubles. Comer there, just said this or he said that previously? Comer said that to me last week. All right. There are about 12 things you can get him on. This would be the 13th. And Comer said Comer was with us on Katz and Cosby, and he and I talked about that, and he said the same thing, and I agree with Comer. This is the least of it. So the question becomes, where are the other counts? What happened to those? And then if you want to be conspiratorial about it and be concerned about it by taking this and going that. They're taking the focus away from the money laundering, from the income tax, from the influence peddling. And from the impeachment stuff that's going on at the same time. Exactly. So when you have a politically motivated indictment, let's say it's all that, to distract, to take everyone's eye off the what's really going on, I guess that's not a crime. I mean, unfortunately, we give these people a lot of discretion we hope they do the right thing, but often they don't, and there's not a hell of a lot we can do with it. They have the authority to do this, and they're exercising that authority, but they're exercising it at a time, in a manner, at a place, you know, that somehow does the least amount of damage. There's a whole political agenda here. Oh, I, to my mind, I think that's correct. I'm very concerned that this has not been a, a vigorous or a rigorous investigation or, or prosecution. And I don't like the fact that that happened the way it did, because it shows a double-tiered standard of justice. Now, wait a second, though. I heard I heard that some of the tax stuff, the statute of limitations, actually wouldn't expire till next month, October 2023, because there's some of this stuff that he was doing in 2018, 2019, whatever. Uh, so he's still, you know, he's still chargeable. I don't know what they what they presented to the the grand jury, because grand jury proceedings are, are secret, but. 
I will say that it is clear that certain of the alleged violations took place at a period of time where the statute has run. Some may still be alive. Why they chose this, I don't know. If they don't get a waiver of the statute of limitations by agreement between the Justice Department and the uh, defense, and they're not going to indict on them, then that statute will run as well. It's in Delaware. That's where the offense took place. Well, it depends. It depends where you have to see where particular transactions occurred. The, it happened it, all in Delaware. It says it right there. That the on gun, these one, on, the on stores. Yeah, the gun stores in Delaware. I'm talking, out, I'm talking about the tax evasion and the fire. Yeah, that happened all over the world. Right, right. <laughs> so therefore, and that's the problem Weiss always had because Garland had said he could go to any uh, U.S. attorney in California, District of Columbia, and get cooperation. That never happened. And that's when they put the the squeeze on on Weiss. Well, and Weiss was embarrassed, so he had to do something. This is the something. Bad guy. I think he's a bad guy. Uh, and uh, do you, you feel comfortable with me saying that? I think he's a bad guy. I think he handled it in a way that raises very substantial questions about the, the job he did. The uh, system stinks. It used. To, it's a beautiful system on paper. It really is, right? I mean, I think it's beautiful. Our, you know, the jury system, trial by jury, you're entitled to a, part, a jury by peers and impartiality. Look at what they're doing to President Trump. Look at what they're doing, right? Jamming him four trials, four trials basically at the same time. Uh, it's insane. We haven't talked in a while about that stuff. I mean, all these indictments, look at how they just jammed it through trying to get Trump. And look at this. Look at this game they're doing to protect well, that's Hunter. why That's why people are losing faith in the system, because it becomes obvious that anyone wants to pay attention that, in fact, there's a double standard. I mean, the fact of the matter is Hunter Biden's computer was in the hands of the FBI for all those years. It was never opened up and the information never released. When Miranda Devine wrote her article and then in the book, The Laptop from Hell about the Hunter Biden, they said it was Russian uh, all the earmarks of Russian disinformation. Now, listen, that was a total disgrace, um, what happened with that laptop, uh, the, the way the media and big tech censored it, uh, weren't allowed to talk about it. It was just – I am going to ask you this, though. If somebody just turns over a laptop to the FBI and they say, I think this has illegal stuff on it, is the FBI – is there an obligation that they look at it? Do they have an obligation? It's a good question. I would think their their practices would uh, provide for uh, a protocol to deal with that. Whether they have an absolute obligation to look at it or not, but there must be some protocol in the FBI handbook that deals with that. And it's like if they don't have an investigation, say at the time they're not investigating Hunter Biden, and this, the first thing they're going to know is this is Hunter Biden's laptop. Do they go further than that? I don't know if they do. I actually, that's the one thing. I think the FBI, Friends of Biden Incorporated, I think they're terrible. But when people say that the laptop was in the FBI's possession for all that time and the FBI knew and the FBI didn't say, sometimes I'm like, I wonder how much they did know. Was it put in a storage locker, you know, or was it, I mean, I, I don't know if it comes in. Some guy off the street gives you, hey, I, I just found Donald Trump Jr.'s laptop. Here it is. You know, do they bring in the technicians to investigate, you know, right away? I don't what's know. The, what's the harm to do it? Well, the harm, it's not harm, but it's like, do you stop what you're doing to track down a, basically an anonymous complaint? 
Do you, do you, do you, do you if, there's reasonable, only, if there's reasonable grounds to believe that uh, a crime may have been committed, and it wouldn't take that much uh, technological effort. Well, that's to the do thing it about reasonable suspicion. Yep. Did they have reasonable suspicion on 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 Hunter Biden? This guy, and I think he's a good guy. The clerk at the computer store said he searched the word Barisma and he knew it was bad stuff, and he thought that they should see it. Maybe he should have given it. I th- I don't know. I give, I don't I don't to, know. Give it to whom? I was going That's to say. The problem. I was, no, I was, I was going to say the uh, the House Judiciary Committee, maybe, well, or give it to. I mean, actually, well, quite frankly, I, they gave it to Rudy Giuliani, right? <laughs> which I think was a smart thing to do. It's a free country, by the way. Somebody loses their laptop, you can turn it over. I'm just. I, my question is, did the FBI have a responsibility to do anything with it? And I'm not sure if they did. Well, but anyway, well, you can parse it out. You could say it's an open question whether they had a legal responsibility. I certainly, in my opinion, had a moral responsibility to take a look at it. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. All right. Judge, I appreciate it very, very much. Um, he's not going to jail. I think we know that, right, on this stuff. He's not going to jail. You have to look at what the mandatory sentencing guidelines are for federal judges. Not, on a filling, conviction. not filling out a form accurately. And it's not an income. It's not. It doesn't seem... I don't think he's going to jail for this. I just don't. If, unless, in there's a, unless there's mandatory sentencing that the federal judge is obligated to adhere to on a conviction, then it's in the judge's discretion. Then again, we don't want people lying on these forms, and you got to have a deterrent, right? Exactly. Exactly right. And the question becomes, if you and I did a false filing, what would they do to us? Well, I do know that they do catch people doing this, and they don't send everybody to jail. Okay. But right? so I'm not... I, I, that may well be. I'm not for harassing this kid. I'm not for putting him in jail just to, to, to make a point. What I'm concerned about. Hey, by the way, he's no kid. Let's get that straight. He's 52 years old. Well, to me, he's a kid. But, <laughs> <laughs> but the answer is, the answer is, I'm not for, for harassing anyone. I just want to have a fair system of justice. There are other issues out there that other people have prosecuted on and been convicted on and gone to jail on. That's the FARA form. Yeah. That's uh, income tax evasion, false filing on, on income tax. Uh, that's money laundering. All of those have put people in jail uh, on a gun on a gun matter where you lied that you're a drug addict or not. You know, that's different. Yeah, it's the other la- stuff. You see, I agree with Chairman Comer who sat in this very studio that you and I are talking to, and he sat next to me. I talked to him last night, by the way. He's I think he's over. wonderful. Yeah. And I, I, I think Chairman Comer and Chairman Smith and uh, Chairman Jordan have done commendable work. The question is, as you pointed out, is this an effort to sidestep other prosecutions of other crimes, one, and two, to sidestep and to take the impeachment yeah. issue off the front page? Well, these are the same people who are driving the crazy indictments of President Trump. I don't trust them. Uh, they have lost our trust, what they have done, uh, not only to Donald Trump, uh, but to ordinary Americans, uh, you know, just uh, the, the school board, 
uh, investigating parents showing up at school boards, the January 6th overreaction, and we can go on and on and on. Judge and don't forget, and don't forget what they did to General Flynn. General Flynn, a perjury trap. And then they, and they pressured him and they tried to get something on his son. These are dirty people, dirty, bad people. But Judge, you are the best. You are the best. Thank you so much.